Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in. That's right, a whole new show brought to you by On The Wake Up Radio, titled Fellowship and Freedom. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fellowship and Freedom, brought to you by the good folks over there at On The Wake Up Radio. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I'm actually joined by a returning guest. I don't want to say a local badass, but he is pretty cool. Adam of Shamanic Philosophy. Adam, my friend, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Oh, brother, I'm always fired up when I talk with you. (laughs) It's always a good conversation. Oh, as as it is, you know, uh, to, to give people a little bit of a background, uh, earlier this week, uh, in the in the most simplest and, and and kindest of ways, Adam was like, "I want to listen to a podcast." Started listening to the podcast. He's like, "You know what? I have this guy's number. Why am I gonna Why am I gonna listen?" Calls me up, and we just have essentially the 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 most broed out spiritual. But deep and much needed conversation, and 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 while I was having this this fellowship with him, you know, I thought to myself, this is this is also stuff that the audience needs to hear. Uh, everything he was saying, it, it it spoke to me in a such deep in such a deeper way that I was like, dude, people need to hear this. Uh, we were talking about just to give people a quick lowdown, and then we'll, we'll I'll pass it to Adam. You know, we were talking about stop living in virtual reality. You know how people are 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 essentially disconnected. A lot of people are following people who who, who don't have uh, real jobs, who don't have real responsibilities, who don't have real goals, real hopes. Uh, There's a lot of people out there putting watered-down memes. And so when I'm having this conversation with Adam, he's like, look, bud, this is how it works. This is how you do these types of things. And that was probably a horrible way to explain the beautiful conversation we had, uh, but I wanted to share this with you guys. And, Adam, like I said, bud, thank you for coming on. Uh, It's my pleasure, man. And, uh, of course, I always enjoy getting to have these conversations with you for your audience or if you're on my show, having it for our audience or whatever. And, you know, I enjoy uh, the infrequent occasion that we get to have these conversations on the phone like we did earlier this week. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, you kind of hit it. You know, we, we had this conversation about there's a, there's, a, a, there's a whole virtual reality that's been created by the media and by social media, and a lot of people are, are trying to live their lives – in accordance with this virtual reality, you know, they're, whether they, they build their entire health and nutrition program around memes that they find on Instagram or spiritual practices that they find on memes posted on, on Instagram, or, you know, they have political viewpoints that are formed, um, you know, from the virtual reality that's been created by the, by the media and stuff like that. You know, I was, I just, uh, went and had tacos, um, the other day with, with my girlfriend and, you know, we don't have TV service in our house, so we don't really ever get to catch the news or, or any of that stuff. And um, we went to this taco place, and they had the news on inside this taco place. And we sat there for probably longer than we needed to to eat tacos and just sort of watched the news and, and saw what they were talking about. And we kind of got glued to it uh, just because we're not, we're not used to having, you know, to seeing it. So we watched it, and we just watched 
the just it was crazy how much hate was getting spewed and how much division was getting spewed and just how much animosity was in the tone in the voice of every single person that was talking you know they had someone on that they were interviewing and then there was like tucker carlson or somebody i don't know who all was on there um but everybody had some kind of negative viewpoint about other people in the world and and um and ashley my girlfriend she just looked at me and she was like man like this is what people watch every day before they go to work this is what people watch every day when they get home and it's just this this virtual reality that doesn't reflect the reality that i live in as a person who doesn't have the news I go out in my day, and, and by and large, you know, 99% of the people that I run into are are are, are kind enough. You know, they've they've got decent manners, they're they're decent people, and I, I just think we need to be careful about the the virtual reality that's being created because you know it's since since uh, the last few weeks, whether it's been mass shootings or or um, you know the immigration problems and and, and stuff that's going on uh, down at the border, I feel like just what I do get, the exposure I do get to this, this sort of social media virtual reality, um, I've, seen, I've seen the inflammation, right? I've, I've seen the explosive volatility just through that, that lens that I have access to. Um, and it's crazy because I, I see people saying things on, on, from whichever angle they're coming from, um, you know, saying things about the other side, uh, about what the other side of, of the fence, what they're trying to do, what they want to do, what kind of people they are, and none of it's true. None of none of it is 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 actually accurate. Um, you know, if, if you go out in the world and you meet people, this is not how people from the other side think. If you have a viewpoint, somebody from the other end may feel differently about a certain viewpoint, but it's probably probably don't hold the view that your that your network of choice. Um, says that they do when they get some talking head on there. So there's a lot of problems with this living in virtual reality. And so that's the conversation that you and I had. Um, wasn't just about the, the, the politics and all that stuff, but about just, you know, people that I think it's really easy to get lost in, in that virtual reality on social media too. Um, and, and lose track of the fact that we need to be decent people in the real world. And we need to focus on accomplishing things in the real world yes. and taking action in the real world and, and affecting change in the real world. And that that change really needs to start internally with us before you start trying to fix the rest of the world, try to, try to fix your own stuff, um, make your own bed, clean your own room. And then, you know, as within, so without, when you have peace and order within that peace and that order will spiral out, uh, naturally to all the relationships in your life. So I think that's something we all, could probably focus a little bit more on so many things i want to touch on there uh you know you you finishing out on the piece within the piece without i've been working on this like thought thread uh where, where, where i break down basically that and how whenever you begin to respect the balance within yourself you begin to see the harmony within others and then you start working with other individuals to create that harmony uh in your environment and then so forth you go you, you go you go on protecting the world uh but so many things i want to touch on but just to just to underline what you're talking about uh, with the news and these negative viewpoints that are being projected onto us, essentially what we're talking about is the programming. Uh, and when we're talking about taking real-world action, we're trying to figure out ways to break the programming, break the virtual reality, and break the societal programming that's going on. Uh, you know, with the, with the most recent shooting, or one of those, because there's, so, there's been so many, the domestic terrorist guy that shot up the ICE facility, I remember stopping our entire normal flow of shows 
to specifically point out to people how more of these types of things are going to happen. Hey, because, EJ, I'm, I'm having and, and I'm I haven't figured out an appropriate way to label here, it, but these are weak-willed individuals who dar- who aren't able to wec- recognize the programming, who aren't able to realize that they've been accept- incepted with a completely different personality. And so, what's happening right now uh, is you're seeing people get activated. You're seeing people uh, commit to this virtual reality, trying to make the real world. Uh, uh, a facsimile of just that, and that's why this is dangerous. So a lot of the things that we're going to be discussing in this actual edition is to basically ground people, to pull them back to base reality and say, yes, there is a virtual reality, yes, there is a digital world, yes, you can influence it, and yes, it has influence here on the real world. But if you continue to put your energy and your essence into this virtual reality, ultimately it will control you. And that's where we're at these days. People don't take the time to to, to identify how much power they've abdicated to a system that has their that doesn't have their their benefit in mind uh whenever we were talking earlier this week you know <laughs> it's it, it's just so many different things uh let, we were talking about following the calling or following the calling uh reclaiming your own identity and i think that's a huge part in this because uh are Adam, I know you're a, you're a spiritual guy, pay attention to esoteric stuff, occult things. Uh, were you familiar with the Lionsgate portal opening this week? Yeah, yeah, I was. Real quick, though, uh, I think I'm having some technical difficulties on my side. I'm not sure if it's on on uh, on your end or mine, but I'm getting really, really choppy audio every once in a while. Are you having any, any problems hearing me? Uh, occasionally. Okay, okay. Uh, um we want to start rambling at you and and you guys lose me for the audience can hear is fine oh. yeah i'm i'm having uh i, I wasn't able to catch a quick any of suggestion that. take your uh take take your phone off of wi fi disconnect okay, from the wi fi have it so, so it only use better yeah much better. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna actually kill, kill the kill the Wi-Fi. It's possible that it's possible that my my Wi-Fi calling was was uh, messing that up. That typically does happen. Uh, but uh, to continue on, uh, while Adam takes care of that, I'll read you guys a little bit about their Lionsgate hey, portal. EJ, and people who are curious as to what that is, gonna... it's, it's, it's a more esoteric occult, uh, astrological. But see, this is what happens. There's too much spiritual energy for this technology. <laughs> okay, so I, I think uh, I think uh, people are telling me that they have to keep reloading. I'm getting messages right now that they're having to keep reloading uh, the the player on our website. And I think we have lost Adam, or I have been thrown into the phantom zone. I think I, I just got back on. Adam, are you in the phantom zone with me? I think I'm in the phantom zone with you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Ra, are we still in the phantom zone, or are we are we live right now? Good. <laughs> awesome. Good. All, All right. right. Well, little little. T- you know, it wouldn't be a show with with, e- with EJ and Adam if we didn't have technical difficulties. Exactly. It makes, it, these are called cliffhangers. <laughs> well, uh, 
basically what we're talking about, and I'll just fly through this, the Lionsgate portal, uh, esoteric occult energy and stuff like that, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get back into this. My point behind talking about the Lionsgate portal, wrapping all this up, is because we have entered into a completely different time frame. I don't know how else to describe. I don't know how else to describe it. I've been talking about it for the past few months. I've been trying to explain to people how we've entered a completely different phase, a completely different age of things that are going on. And uh, August eighth, on August eighth, just a few days ago, the Lionsgate portal opened up. And I know we'll have uh, some 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 people that say this is demonic or this is this is this this isn't that. Uh, but I want you guys to bear it with us, and I'll read a little bit about it. It talks about how. Uh, it's a phenomenon that many of us are unfamiliar with. However, it can have a deep and profound impact on our lives. On August 8th, the Lionsgate portal, located between the sun and the Sirius star, opened, bringing forth a powerful and life-changing energy upon us. The light and the energy that emanates from the Lionsgate portal are that of positivity, growth, and self-realization. It will open our eyes to the lives that we are currently living while simultaneously helping us to see that there is a better life available to us only if we are willing to grow change and evolve into a better version of ourselves and so i'll put the link for that spicy meme in the link in the description bar below uh but adam my friend are you familiar with the Lionsgate portal and have you experienced any type of dramatic energetic shift this week yeah yeah i'm, I'm familiar with it you know the uh it's the eighth day of the eighth month of the year um and serious uh, lines itself up with the Leo constellation, which is obviously Leo is a constellation, the lion that's associated with the uh, with the heart and with the heart chakra. And so this is a time when the the desires of our heart, the true desires of our heart, uh, can receive an energetic uh, uh, boost um, from all of our efforts and all of our focused thought and action. So this is a time when if you have any true desires of your heart, anything that it has either been on the back burner or been getting uh, maybe a little bit less attention or less focus or less directed action than what it could have been getting, this is the time to, to kick it in gear. I was explaining this to my kids. Like, it's on Mario Kart whenever you're racing down the track and you hit one of those shiny arrows on the track and it gives you the great big boost and it shoots you forward. So that's kind of what the Lionsgate portal is. And so for me, yeah, there there have been quite a few things that, that I've been working on um, and uh, this week has been uh, kind of the culmination of several months of, of chaotic work and chaotic thought and chaotic just happenings in my life in, in, in a lot of different ways, and not necessarily negative, but just you know chaotic and, and a lot of confusion. Mer Mercury retrograde just ended, and it, it was uh, it hit me hard, man. Um, and a lot of people, you know, in my life, even people who don't follow astrology or get into any of that stuff. You know, they were, I was talking to people, and they don't have any idea how any of it works, you know, and they were just saying, man, things have been crazy for the last, you know, several weeks, and just crazier than ever before. I feel like it's one of the craziest times of, of my life, and certainly over the year, and I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's Mercury retrograde. They have no idea what that is, so it's sort of, you know, it's uh, unbiased confirmation. Don't have any idea what Mercury I want to ask you a question retrograde if I could. is. So for the on over, that. yeah, yep. You know, do, uh, you, do you find people more? I guess do you find people who aren't necessarily spiritual? Do you find them gradually uh, understanding these spiritual topics more? I, I guess a clarified way to explain that is uh, people who don't said before normally about astrology, uh, cosmology, or any of that type of stuff. Do you find them naturally beginning to discover these types of 
occult esoteric teachings and talking about it as if they were tuned into it all along, but something happened to where they're 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 rediscovering these types of truths. Have you have you noticed that? Yeah, I think a lo- more more people than ever. Um, you know, again, I mean, people in my own personal life in in, in the real three D world, and a lot of people obviously through the the podcast and the social media platform, you know, get a lot of these direct messages where people are looking for answers and that they're having they have a lot of things going on in their lives that, that they're finding patterns for the first time ever. They're, they're saying, you know, um, you know, I'm 30 years old or I'm 40 something years old. I've got kids or, you know, I'm about to get married, whatever their life story is. But, you know, people who've, who've, you know, are not new to the game of life and they're not new to the game of challenges or chaos. And they feel like things are really, And and everyone's getting these uh you know these messages from people. Are you guys hearing me okay? We're we're still here, but I tell you I tell you what's going to happen. We're going to take a quick break, get some of these things situated, and try to fly back in because this is really really powerful stuff. Everything we're talking about is is, is the information people need to hear because it plays a huge part in what we're what we're going to be discussing uh, in this transmission and the days to come. Uh, So like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, get this situated, and then we'll be right back with Adam of Shamanic Philosophy and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction and Adam of Shamanic Philosophy, and we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realized that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Those lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out. Salutations, my friends. Have you heard of Sheila Jeet? Well, to be quite honest, neither had I. But then I started doing some research and I found out that it was part of the Hindu Ayurvedic system of medicine. And for hundreds of years since its discovery, it's had the potential to help people live a healthy and balanced life. Here, let me read off some of the benefits for you guys. It increases your energy, boosts your libido, balances your mood, supports healthy aging, decalcifies your pineal gland, and we all understand how important that is, supports healthy brain health. Uh, It also helps regulate your hormones. There are so many benefits to taking this that I cannot put them in this single video. You can mix it in with tea. Uh, I like to mix it in with my pre-workout in the morning and be careful, it's gonna give you that boost. It's going to give you that energetic boost you need to get through your day. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out.
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to this very special edition of Fellowship and Freedom, brought to you by the good folks over there at On the Wake Up Radio. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I'm actually joined by the ever-epic, the always intrepid, and the super interesting Adam Nix of Shamanic Philosophy. Adam, my man, how are you? Good, man. Good. Let's see if we can get through this without any more technical difficulties. Right. Well, fingers crossed. You know how this stuff works. We start talking about spirituality, not electricity. The computers, they start freaking out. (laughs) Yeah, the the electronics are getting jealous of all this metaphysical talk. It's true. It's just because it can't mimic it. It can't mimic spiritual energy, and so it's just got to disrupt it. Uh, For people that are tuning in now, because we always have new listeners every single day, every single week, uh, for people that don't know, Adam is essentially my brother from a different mother of a different color. And earlier this year, we did a four-power, seven-hour, or four-power, seven, eight-hour series talking about psychedelica, spirituality, uh, the nature of reality, occult government experiments, sensible stuff, sensible, sensible spirituality, and so much more. Like, it was not only an honor to be able to have an in-depth discussion with somebody else, but it, it was also a privilege to be able to put this type of content out for you guys. And guess what? Lo and behold, we actually have the man with the Adam, thank you for joining us, bud. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we took this break uh, due to the uh, te- technical difficulties. We were talking about the opening of the Lionsgate portal um, on August 8th, eighth day of the eighth month. And we were talking about how the uh, uh, how Sirius, uh, which is the brightest star in our sky, which is also known as our spiritual sun, uh, is aligned with the Leo constellation, which is obviously the lion, which is uh, associated with the uh, with the heart and the heart chakra, and how this is the perfect time of the year to uh, at the opening of the Lion's Gate portal to uh, to really put a lot of of thought and focus and intent and intentional directed action into um, the desires of your heart and into the things that you want to to change in your life or or the things that you're already doing that just need more effort. This is when you get that turbo boost uh, from that Lionsgate energy. And so it's a really special time of the year, uh, which takes us back to the conversation that you and I had early, earlier this, this week that sort of spawned this whole, um, you know, this whole uh, idea to do a show together. Um, when we were talking about finding your purpose and, and developing a sense of your own personal identity, um, because obviously you, you can't fulfill the desires of your heart and your higher purpose if you don't even know what they are. Uh, if you don't have any strong sense of self-identity, then you're not really um, you're not going to be calibrating your goals and your priorities uh, with the appropriate values. So um, that was the conversation we had, and I think it's a really it's a really important one to have at a time when um, you know society itself is having an identity crisis um, that bleeds out into everybody else within that society, and um, a self-identity of self-identity uh, is gonna is gonna be very hard to manipulate or to distract, um, and that kind of person is going to have a strong sense of self and uh, a properly oriented and properly calibrated value set. And that's the, that's the, kind, of, that's the kind of people we want, because that's the kind of people that are going to change the world. So, you know, they say, they say Jesus was one of the most uh, inspirational spiritual revolutionaries. And, you know, for people that don't understand that, think about it. Spirituality is the highest form of revolution. No one can ever take your spirituality from you. And so if you have... A, a, a solid foundation, a solid connection, and a solid relationship with God, the divine, the eternal, however you would like to entitle it. Government can't take that away from you. 
politicians can't take that away from you. I mean, you see that happening in China right now. They're trying to crack down on Christianity, church, and everything else that's going on there. They try to uh, uh, transform people's thoughts who are considered religious extremists because they understand that spirituality is the highest form of religion. And before we went to break, we were talking about how people who aren't naturally aware of these types of energies are beginning to develop these, these, these different types of senses, these different types of abilities, and this different sense of awareness because of the time frame that we've entered into. And as you said before, uh, if people aren't effectively grounded, if they don't know themselves, then they, then they become even more susceptible to the programming. Uh, because I can tell you, and I'm sure you're aware of this as well, Adam, the days that we're moving into they're going to be they're 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 going to be cerebral. They're going to be heavy. They're going to be trying. And if you don't have a good grip as to who you are and what's going on, they're going to try to take it away from you. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and if you don't have a good a good sense of who you are and a good grounded foundation in your self identity, um, you know, life throws a lot of curveballs at you. Uh, and along the path of life, you're going to encounter all kinds of obstacles and obstructions and and destructions. Um, you know, you get sort of uh, blown to smithereens at different times in your life, and how you recompile the pieces of your life following a catastrophe yes. is going to de- is going to determine the next phase uh, and, and the direction that you head coming out of that ca- that catastrophe. And so, you, you, if you have a strong sense of self identity, then a lot of times those destructive events in your life or those destructive phases can actually lead you into um, to a, a to a whole new era of of properly oriented growth, right? So, you know, if you're working in a certain job field and, and things are going pretty good, but it's not really aligned with who you are and what your truest, highest calling is, you may end up losing that job and you feel like you've lost everything and, and it's all gone and everything you've worked for is is now, you know, it, it was all for nothing. But if you understand your higher calling, then you can see that as an opportunity to rebuild your life. I mean, now you've got to go out and get a new job anyway. You may as well get one that's oriented with your with your true value set. Um, but if you don't know who you are, then you're probably just going to stay on that same path and slide into a different job of the same kind, right? Instead of really following your highest calling, you're going to follow the, uh, the easiest road to follow, which is always yes. the most comfortable road, uh, which is always the one that you've already been on. And so, you know, we can't change without without uh, without friction, right? We can't grow without discomfort. A diamond doesn't form without pressure. And uh, and so what, what, what what's going to change your life for the better is knowing yourself and in those times of, of pressure or devastation or loss or confusion, um, you can let your, what Sting says, let your soul be the pilot, right? Um, but if you don't know how to listen to your soul or your higher calling or whatever it is, it's a lot harder to do that. So that's, you know, what we need to do is uh, help each other find out who we are, help ourselves find out who we are, and then teach others to do the same. I thought a good way for us to start this because we've been mentioning it throughout the mission. Understanding who you self identity, figuring out who you who you want to become. And I, I know this sounds like to some people who are listening, they're probably thinking, oh, this is that spiritual woo-woo self-help nonsense. It's like, no, there's actually a lot of veritas. There's actually a lot of truth, a lot of science, a lot of research, a lot of, lot of truth behind all these different types of things. And so when, when Adam's saying, listen to your soul, well, people don't know how to do that because, well, they're too busy swiping right or they're too busy looking for the next dopamine hit brought to them by Instagram or Fedbook. How can you listen to your soul whenever you're just trying to get that next fix 
or you're just trying to hit up your dealer. You don't, you, you don't think about these types of things, but that's how society works. When people don't look at how many external factors dictate their internal uh, harmony, how can they listen to their soul? So if we could, let's get into that. What are, what are your thoughts or at least what is your approach and different things that you do to try to start uh, nurturing that relationship between your, your, your spiritual self and creating that harmony in your physical world? Be quiet and listen. Step one. <laughs> Be quiet and listen. Can you tell that's hard for me? Yeah, yeah. You, you and I, you know, <laughs> you and I both. When we have these conver- we have these conversations a lot. You know, whenever we get a chance to get together on the phone or on the show or, or even in person. You know, it's, uh, it's it's difficult because you know you and I talk a lot and uh, we we feel like we have a lot to say and people want to hear it. I was just uh, watching this Avett Brothers documentary on on HBO the other day and. Uh, the Ava, the Ava brothers, of course, are legendary songwriters, some of the greatest songwriters of our time. And they were talking about growing up, you know, being musicians and, and learning to write music. And they thought, man, you know, obviously everybody in the world wants to hear how I feel, don't they? I mean, why wouldn't they? So you know, they just wrote songs about how they <laughs> felt. And and they were laughing about that. They just thought, you know, of course, they, of course, everybody in the world wants to hear how I feel. Why wouldn't they? So they just started writing songs about how they feel. And now... You know they're selling out Madison Square Garden, and they have this deep, meaningful music. But the the point is, is that you know we 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 have to 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 listen. We have to stop and listen to how we feel. Listen to the thoughts that are going through our mind. Listen to the higher calling that's put into our hearts and our minds from from whatever source you wanna you know you wanna call it God, the universe, divinity, nature, infinity, you know Allah or what or whatever it is, right? Because it's you know, whether you realize it or not, it really all is the same thing. And that doesn't mean that all the messages are the same, but there's a lot of different rivers and they all reach the sea. Um, sit and be quiet and listen to to what it is that's impacting you in your day. Uh, whether it's taking a minute to just breathe consciously, take a few, a few deep breaths and, and slow your mind down after a chaotic morning, come home at the end of the day, go find a quiet spot, meditate for 5 or 10 or 15 minutes or as long as you need to. And you know we don't stop nearly enough and just listen in the silence. And that's when the wisdom comes. That's when the insight comes. And you can listen to any, any successful person or any spiritual leader or any guru or Rishi or Baba or, or whoever. And, and the, the, the teaching or, or, or even Christ and Christianity, whoever it is, the wisdom comes when we're silent. That's when the lessons come. And so if you want to find your higher purpose, you've got to shut out all of that nonsense because we're, we're flooded endlessly. We're just inundated with information all the time. You know, I, I mentioned earlier watching the news on TV. It's like people are waking up and they're getting just, just crammed full of, of, of manufactured narratives and information on TV. And then they pop open Instagram or Facebook or whatever and they have – all of these different distractions and they have different advertisements popping up and they go to YouTube and there's, you know, billions of videos that they can watch. But how often do we stop and just take stock of, of our own, our own uh, spiritual inventory and say, you know, what kind of a day did I have today? I feel really stressed out. Why do I feel stressed out? You start tracing back these wires through this chaotic rat's nest of, of influences and, and, uh, and causation and, and effect and all this stuff, and you start tracing these wires back, and you can say, you know what, um, I've meditated for the last two weeks straight, and every day when I come home and meditate, I, I take stock of my, my spiritual configuration, and I realize, man, I'm stressed out all the time. 
all the time. But then you trace those wires and you say, 80% of my stress is coming from my job. Okay, well then let's, let's look closer. Well, is it coming from a certain person at my job, whether I've got a bad boss, uh, or maybe I'm just not happy in this line of work at all. And people aren't doing that enough. But once you do it, and, and, and you're honest with yourself about, those, about that, the, the analytics that you find in, in, in that quiet place, that's when you get, you get down to the reality of what can be changed in your life to affect which kinds of desired outcomes. And that's what, obviously, you know, my body of work is oriented on that, trying to help people find balance in their lives uh, between the natural world and the material world, between the physical and the spiritual. And uh, I think being able to do that is what's going to get people onto the path of self-discovery. And we know that, you know, know thyself and you'll know that, you know, the kingdom of God is within you. You know, know thyself and you'll find it. And so that's really what it's all about. We've got to just uh, learn to sit and be a little bit more quiet a little more often. You know, hearing you, hearing you talk about all those types of things, I just started getting this image of, like, all the, all the, all the yard work that I need to do. You know, all the all the real world stuff that I need to take care of, you know, the transplanting of the plants, you know, the trimming of the trimming of certain weeds, the trimming of certain trees, different things like that. And the reason I say that is because that's the quiet place. That's that's where I'm able to find and see like the fingerprint of God and and get things in a completely different way and get things in a completely different way. Hearing you talk about the pop ups, uh, you swipe left to get rid of these, you know, type that. Top, uh, tap the X in the corner that's hidden. You know, all these little different things that they, they throw out at you, these little pop-ups, right? ADD, the active distraction disease. And the reason I say that is because we are going through a tremendous shift right now. They realize that, yeah, we, we were going to have all these different revelations come true, all these new perspectives, new thoughts, new understanding. They decided to give us all of these tools to effectively siphon that energy away from us. And what everything, what me and Adam are talking about with you guys right now is to learn those simple steps of taking it back. Adam's saying 80% of your stress comes from your job. Well, if you're, <laughs> these aren't the, these, these, these are the same jobs that parents before us used to work at for 20 years because we've moved into a different day and age. We're not geared up for these different types of things. And so that, that takes a completely different approach. You see, but because people want to perpetuate the very same thing that was given to them instead of taking the time to do these days is create a, a whole new culture of awareness where we look at the actual individual, where we look at the actual company, where we look at the actual environment, where we look at these things, because none of these things were taken in consideration for the past 50, 100 years, even work conditions, people's people's uh, uh, mindsets, emotional states all these different types of things. And so if we're having to casually approach the idea of learning to listen to yourself, that should show you guys how far down the rat hole we really are. We're having to effectively rediscover the means to, 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 to communicate with ourselves because they've given us tools to separate us from us. Yeah, that's it. You know, energy flows where attention goes. And your, your focus, your will, your intention, you know, however you want to look at those things, they're all sort of the same thing in my, in my view. Uh, if, you're, if you're focusing externally on the external world, if your attention is on the external world, if your attention's on um, this concoction, this, 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 con this technological construction that we're confronted with every day that's just streaming this virtual reality at us or many different virtual realities at us, if that's where your attention is, that's where your energy is going to flow. But if you can stop 
direct your attention, your focus, your will inward and will yourself uh, through intention and focus to to explore the inner workings of of, of your subconscious and of, of your desires and of your true natural values, yeah. then from from that seed will blossom, uh, you know, a, a much brighter, much more fruitful, happy, fulfilling future. And, uh, and, and that's what we need to do. And so, you know, meditation um, historically, you know, has always been some kind of really namby-pamby, woo-woo, you know, um, abstract Eastern mysticism, you know, nonsense. And in the Western world, it's always been sort of a, sort of a joke. But the reality is more and more people are becoming aware, um, like you said, whether you're doing yard work or, you know, whatever it is, there's a lot of different ways to meditate. And, and I definitely don't want to under, undervalue uh, the power of true meditation, which is to say sitting in total yes. silence and, and focusing on your breathing and then allowing thoughts to enter your mind and then releasing those thoughts. Because what will happen is you'll see that you are not your thoughts. You know, you're not your feelings. But these things are impactors on your life and on your psyche and on your psycho-spiritual configuration. And if, if you're not aware of these things, then you're not at the wheel, right? There's, a, there's an Incubus song called Drive, and he talks about, you know, how many times he let fear take the wheel and steer. And it's driven me before, and it seems to be that everyone else gets around. But lately when I, uh, lately I, when I'm, something about, um, I seem to find that when I drive myself, my life is found, you know, that kind of thing. And that song is such a beautiful thing, and the lyrics are so beautiful because it's so true. You know, most people are driving around uh, in the passenger seat and letting fear take the wheel or letting anxiety, which is just another form of fear. It's fear of, of what may come and usually doesn't. Um, but if you can sit down and uh, approach life through uh, a lens of self-acceptance, right? I always bring up this the, the E3 um, concept, you know, explore, enlighten, evolve. Uh, we need to explore the universe, evolve, uh, enlighten ourselves to it, and then evolve from it. And, uh, you know, that, that triumvirate is uh, it, true in any other way. It's not just explore, enlighten, evolve. It's also uh, understand, accept, and love. So we need to understand ourselves, then learn to accept ourselves, and then, uh, and then learn to love ourselves. And once you do that, again, that starts this, this uh, spiral that will go out into other people. And that will change your life because once, once you learn – so many people walk around not in a state of, of self-acceptance. Yes. And, and so they, they, they walk around in a state of, of, of non-forgiveness of themselves – Right, and if you don't under if you don't understand something, you can't accept it, and if you don't accept something, you can't forgive it, and if you can't forgive, you're not going to spawn any positive growth spirals in your life. And so, if you can do all of those things, learn to understand yourself, learn why you are the way you are, learn you know which aspects of your character you could work on, which aspects of your character are under attack from toxic patterns and behaviors in your life, which negative uh, experiences and, and conditioning and and all these kinds of things, you know, conditioning, upbringing, conditioning, which of these things have contributed to the, the different character attributes that you walk around with? Because our, our character attributes are, are the toolbox that we have to engage the world with. And a lot of times we just think, well, this is how, this is how I am. You know, I'm kind of a defensive, I'm a, I'm a defensive person or I'm an aggressive person or I'm an abrasive person. It's just how I am. You know, I'm kind of a cynical person. That's just how I am. It's not how you are. You are that way because of conditioning. You chose that way. And, 
and life experience, you know. But if you can pick that apart and separate who you purest form, poor in your purest form, from these um, these sort of piled on, you know, different uh, you know different negative um, call them spirits or, or whatever um, character traits. Peel yourself away from those things. Understand where they come from. Accept yourself for who you are, and then evolve out of that. Love yourself out of that. Then, you know, we'll, then we'll be able to do that for more people. And this is where it ties in into self-identity. Who am I? Who am I really? Who do I want to be? And you start to envision. If you can start to um, stop seeing yourself as, you know, a person who's working a nine to five, working sixty hours a week, or you know, uh, working nights and weekends to, to get through school. Don't see yourself as that. See yourself as your higher calling already, right? If you want to be a writer, you want to write books, but you're going through college, see yourself as that writer now. See yourself as that, that famous, prolific, profound writer who's out there changing lives or that musician, you know, um, you know, not just some musician who's uh, playing your guitar in your living room, but that musician who is uh, fulfilling that higher purpose. This is who I am, right? I'm, I'm playing in front of a, a, a stage in front of, a thousand people and I'm singing songs about love and unity or whatever it is, see yourself as that higher calling. Let that be your self-identity and let that purpose guide you because you're going to act as if at that point. You're going to act like it's like, it's like the, the saying, dress for the job you want, not the one you have, right? Act out and behave and think like the person you want to be, not the person you are, you know, because usually the person you are in many cases, um, unless you're just a saint, is not really the person you want to be. See yourself as the person that you want to be and live that way. Fulfill that purpose, you know, from the inside out. So beautiful. Uh, it's so, so beautiful. And because it's so true, uh, I've talked about with you and with on the show and with other people as well, you know, how I've want how, how many different things I want are, and I can get them as well. They're right there in the future. They're right there in front of me, but I can want as much as I want, but how much, how, how, how willing am I to change to get what I want? And that's a real thing that a lot of people don't come to understand. Hearing you say all these things, <laughs> I've, I've begun to start practicing what I call placing the mirror. And that's putting, putting the mirror down when people ask you certain things. Or something that they would do for themselves, or are they doing this for you because you know, they know that you'll do these types of things. And then at the same time, you look in the mirror. Is this something you want to continue to do? Are you, are you doing this for you? Or are you doing this for them? Or is this just a casual thing that you do? Put the mirror down. Ask yourself the questions of, of, of why am I doing this? Uh, are you doing this for any type of benefit? Are you just doing this because it's natural, you see? And so when you're, when you're talking about these, thing, these things, the self-identity, uh, self-acceptance, going through this, this procedure or these, these, this, this process of beginning to understand who you are at your core, essentially what we're talking about is looking at detrimental behaviors, negative patterns, uh, things, that, things that don't necessarily benefit you. I mean, you have to look at yourself in such a deep way to understand that you are not only the solution, but you're also the problem. And if you don't get to the point to where you, you, you internalize this truth, you cannot transform. You see, like the alchemist, you have to turn all of that negativity into what propels you to be a better person. Adam talking about seeing yourself uh, as the musician that's playing at Madison Garden, that's because you'll begin to make all the steps, uh, all, all the steps that count to create that reality. You know, and and this is something we've talked about before. How the secret is very true, but it's 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 watered down. People don't realize that there's a certain level of a certain level of spiritual perception, discernment, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, however you choose to look at it, that that comes with this. And this is something we had talked about uh, during the week as well. How knowledge without 
action, knowledge without implementation, is a sin. When we're talking about these different types of things, we're trying to tell you guys that you have all the tools you need. All it takes is having that deeper connection with yourself, realizing your environment, and beginning to work on the steps that are, that are appropriate to create that environment and create that future that you want. As, as Adam's saying, it's that psycho-spiritual configuration. What actions are you doing to where it creates nothing but harmony to get you into that flow state? And if you're not analyzing what's going on in your day-to-day life to begin removing and then uh, inserting different things to improve your life, then you're never going to get to where you're going to have to go. And I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, uh, because, I am, <laughs> because, I'm, because I'm me, uh, I have a very hard time sometimes planning things out, scheduling things, and then just like really projecting into the future. I'll say I want it, but as I said before, this is how we get the process that, as Adam said, you are not your thoughts, that you have to realize that you have to fix these things. That's the simplest way to say it. Like, I, I don't really know any other way to say it, is you have to look at yourself in the mirror, ask what kind of life you want, uh, look at what, life of, what type of life they're trying to offer to you, and then either make some kind of harmony or just go. And it's not going to be easy. We're literally talking about digging up past traumas Uh, looking at detrimental behaviors, negative patterns, and just things that you do to yourself, and then saying, I no longer want to do these things. It's not going to be easy. But I'll tell you what's going to be easy, swiping right, swiping up, following along. And a lot of these people who follow along aren't taking the steps necessary to develop that spirit to themselves, and then understanding that there's a divine essence to all of this. And everything we're trying to talk to you guys about is to give you those tools that are necessary to build that to build that spiritual center. We talk about it all the time, mental fortitude, willpower. Well, what happens when we're talking about spirituality? Or does it get to a reality for the spiritual reality that we are very much tied to? And that's why we're having this conversation. That's why I wanted to put this information out there to you guys, because we have a, we have, as Adam says, we have a, a identity crisis running rampant in America. Uh, and, and across the country, across the world, really, because of what technology is doing. It is siphoning all of that spiritual essence and that time that we're supposed to be putting into ourselves, and it's usurping it. It's manipulating it for something else. Uh, so clearly, Adam, everything you're saying is beautiful, brother. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. That's, you know, that's just the, that's the, state, of, the state of things as I see it. You know, and when I started this, this, this journey of, of self-discovery, you know, um, that was one of the things that I realized right off the bat was like, I am not my thoughts, I'm not my feelings, and I am not all of the things that contributed to those to those things in my life. Um, you know, yes. my 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 upbringing. Obviously, a baby is born with with essentially DNA is really their um, really their, their their sole impactor on who they are, more or less. And then your parents are your are, are the only other factor that come into play until you go into school and then then it, it but it's all environmental at that point it's it's dna and it's environment and it's all the influences and all the the interactions you get and the experiences you get um from that environment but it's just a it's a big chain reaction right and of course not just one single chain but this is why the egyptians uh and and the norse and a lot of the ancient mythologies of the ancient world um talk about the tree of life cuz that's really our consciousness you know we have uh, we have roots and we have a trunk and we have branches and twigs and leaves and fruit just like a tree. 
And until you become self-aware and you start doing the soul searching and looking for who you are at your core, you know, you're kind of just you're following along, you're, you're, you're subject to the, the patterns that, that unfold in your life as a result of happenstance. Uh, and, and becoming yes. self-aware is such a key thing because you take control of your direction through your intent, your will, and your focus. And, uh, you know, you do that in a state of mindfulness. That's how you, that's how you gain access to, um, you know, we, we did, a, did a podcast a while back that was just recently released uh, with, a, with a hypnotherapist and his wife who is a, uh, she's a, a, a psychic. And, you know, we were talking with, with Chris, um, the hypnotherapist, about the subconscious is really what's steering your decisions in, in life. It's really, you know, you're, you're acting out of, out of your, your subconscious programming. And it's really difficult to, uh, you know, to, to make, to, to gain access to the, to the subconscious mind when you're in a state of distraction. I mean, it's impossible, really. You, you're not ever in touch with the subconscious as long as you're in a state of distraction. And you're, you're only in one of two states of mind at a, at a time. You're either in a state of mindfulness, which is presence, awareness, mindfulness, a state of focus, a state of, of intentional being, right? whatever you want to call it, it's all the same thing. So you're either in that state or you're in a state of mindlessness or distraction. And I usually like to just call it distraction. That's, that's what I prefer. So you're either being mindful or you're distracted. One of the two. You're either present or you're absent. One of the two. It's dualistic like everything else in life, um, you know, coming from the hermetic uh, viewpoint that I, I tend to approach things from. Everything's dualistic. And so you're either present or you're absent. You're mindful or you're distracted. And we have we live in a society that is uh, that, that's completely and thoroughly, heavily invested uh, from, a, from a resource and I'm in that distracted mind state. And that's because a person who is distracted, right? Just imagine a person who's uh, on a bus looking at their phone and they're just scrolling through Instagram. They're distracted. You know, they're going to miss their stop. That bus could drive ten, you know, ten miles in the wrong direction. That person is not going to know. We're all doing that in our life. We're sitting on the bus and we're not paying attention to what's going on, and we're just looking, like you said, either for the next dopamine fix uh, or you know whatever it is, whatever the most comfortable path is between point A and point B. Because if it's a comfortable path, it's easy to stay in that comfortable, mindless, distracted mind state. You know, you can drive to work every morning if you if you don't love your job, um, or hell, even if you do. You drive the same road every single day, and you can do that drive blindfolded, right? It's easy to do the comfortable road, uh, the, the, the easiest road, the easiest path between two points is going to be the familiar road, the comfortable road. And in that, in, in that, on, along that comfortable road, it's, it's the easiest thing in, in, in the world to do. And, and likewise, in that spiral, if you're distracted, it's easy to become comfortable. And this is a self-perpetuating spiral like most other energetic spirals in life. But without, without discomfort, there can be no growth, right? So we, we need to be willing to, uh, to put our, ourselves into a state of uncertainty, a state of discomfort, a state of, of, of unknowing, and be willing to face new challenges, even if it's just the simple but not so simple challenge of, of sitting in the quiet and focusing on our inner workings and trying to uh, cultivate growth. That be willing to do that, and it might seem uncomfortable the first time you meditate, the first time you sit down with your own thoughts. I was talking to a guy one day, 
talking about drinking alcohol versus other substances in life. And, you know, he said, I, I drink so I don't have to sit here and be alone with my thoughts. You know, and, and it was it was it was sort of tongue it was sort of tongue in cheek. You, know, you. you know, but I get it. I get, you know, um, but but that's exactly it. You know, I drink so I don't have to be alone with my thoughts because being alone with your thoughts can be an overwhelming thing. It can be uh, it can be stressful. Uh, it can be shameful. It can be a whole lot of uncomfortable things. But again, you can't have growth without discomfort. You can't float along the lazy river and you know become a better kayaker. You know, you've got to put yourself into a state of, of discomfort. You know, I, uh, I I did martial arts when I was a kid, and my whole adult life I didn't, right? And so the last year for me uh, has been like one challenge after another of trying to put myself into uncomfortable situations um, physically, you know, uh, starting gymnastics again, starting calisthenics, and uh, recently starting jiu-jitsu with a buddy of mine who's uh who's a, a professional grappler and um you know i'm almost i'll be 35 in a month and here i am starting jiu-jitsu as a white belt at 35 years old and going in there and getting beat up on by you know kids half my age and uh it's not comfortable it's not <laughs> it's not fun you know i've actually not been yet. it's not i've been yet. injured but but it's yeah exactly not yet right so um there, there. It's easy to get, you know, in that loop where you're just staying comfortable because what you do most often is what you're most comfortable doing, and what you're most comfortable doing is what you're going to end up doing most often, right? It's another one of these, one of these self-perpetuating spirals. And everything in your life is a relationship, and every relationship in your life says something about you and does something to you. And that is the self-perpetuating spiral. So and it, the only thing that interrupts the spiral is mindfulness, right? And this applies to conflict in your relationships. This applies to stagnancy in your life or whatever it is. Everything in life is a relationship, and every relationship you have does, says something about you and does something to you. And every spiral is only interrupted by mindfulness. So if you become mindful of the different spirals in your life, right, step outside of some of those comfortable spirals, some of those plateaus, some of the stagnant places, um, some of the old repetitive patterns. Some of them might not even be all that toxic, so you're not gonna you're not gonna notice a lot of these patterns because they may not be, you know, having a, an obvious uh, significant negative impact in your life. So it's easy to glaze over that stuff. But if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not growing, just staying the same and becoming stagnant um, is it, something that drains your life force. Right? You're not. You're not sustaining life uh, by by sitting still. You're losing life, and so you know if if I as a uh, you know as a um, you know I'm not in the best shape. Well, I'm probably in the best shape of my life now because of where I'm at in my journey. But you know I'm not the most you know fit or healthy guy in the world. Um, if I can step out at my age and go start jujitsu and dedicate to that, and go in there and get beat up on by 18 year old guys and 25 year old guys. You know, that's something that from an ego standpoint, I couldn't have done a few years ago, just from my own pride and my own ego, getting beat up on by young kids, you know, who've been doing this for five years too. But we've got to be willing to put ourselves, first of all, um, in a state of humility and be okay with, uh, with face challenges, be the best at, be the best at a, at a certain thing. You know, we may not be as good as we want to be at a certain thing. And a lot of people are not okay with that. And so I think that's another part of it is the self-discovery, being willing to to step out and 
and uh, and explore things that might not be the um, you know the most comfortable or the easiest things to do. So this stuff all contributes to you know generating a life that is fulfilling, to stopping negative uh, patterns in our lives, and to to really moving uh, you know in a more fruitful direction overall. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, there's so many different things that I want to say there, but I think you hit them all on the head. And I think the best way to answer all of that is, like Adam said, this is a relationship. And unfortunately, audience, we're going to have to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be we're going to be getting into my, being mindful of the spirals, talking about archetypes. I want to hear more about the subconscious mind, and again, other things uh, that you, the audience, the individual, can work on to begin to de develop that spiritual self and more. Like I said, audience, I'm sorry to break us up at the moment, but you are on Fellowship and Freedom with Adam Nix and EJ Clinton, brought to you by On The Wake Up Radio, and we will be right back right after this. On The Wake Up Radio, and now an announcement by Maxine. Contact her at maxlaw5948 at gmail.com. That's M-A-X-L-A-W-5948 at gmail.com. Enjoy. Warning! Unfortunately, new information has come to light. All I could say is, I'm so sorry. It was brought to my attention that there are many problems being reported from people taking our neutrogenomic products. So, since I've plastered your newsfeed with the information I had, I feel it's only fair I report the problems. You may want to work out, clean the house, work in your garden, play with your children, and stay up past 10 p.m. because you have that much energy. You may have to throw out your alarm clock with the snooze button because you will wake up feeling refreshed and ready to start your day every morning. You may lose your relationship with fizzy drinks and chocolate bars because you just won't feel the same way about them anymore. You may have to answer a lot of questions like, wow, you look great. What are you doing? Or how can I feel as good as you? Because people will notice the difference it's made. You may have to convince people who think you're lying about your age because healthy makes you look younger. If you do not have any of these problems, Please contact me as soon as possible. Thank you. 
<laughs> oh, I was already laughing before we came into the break, so I had to play it off cool, and that means that we are back. That's right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this edition of Fellowship and Freedom, brought to you by the good folks over there at On the Wake Up Radio. I am joined by my always awesome, I'm, I'm going to come up with a lot more alliterations for your whole name, Adam, but always awesome, the the amazing Adam. That's what I got. I had a total brain fart. We're joined by Adam of Shamanic Philosophy. <laughs> Adam, bro, how are you? I'm good, man. That's too much. It's too much. What? It's never, it's never enough. No, it's never enough. Sorry, I, I had to have a, a singing moment with you guys. Yeah, you know, I went down to uh, downtown Dallas in like the nightclub and bar district uh, three weeks ago, I think, and just took my guitar down there and sat on the uh, sat on the, the the sidewalk and just played music all night long. Speaking of things that we do that are uncomfortable, right? I, uh, I'll come from with you, bro. Dude, for most of my life, you know, I've talked and told my friends, I'm like, man, I just, you know, I, I used to play in bands when I was like younger, younger, you know, but like I never did a solo act or anything. And, you know, I've never really considered myself like a great singer or a great guitar player or whatever. Uh, but I love to, I love to play and I love to sing and I'll do it at parties and stuff. But I always felt like I'd love to just go to some place, you know, and just sit there in the middle of a bunch of people out in public and just play and sing and uh and so i i just i had you know i had the, the night to myself a few weeks ago and i went down to downtown dallas and i just took my guitar and just set up and sang and played and it was such a cool experience you know and it was it was for me it was facing um it was it was facing that 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 fear just playing solo in front of a bunch of people in front of a bunch of strangers and it was a huge step for me to take you know, but it's like you've got to wrestle with that that self-doubt and, and with all that stuff. And then you realize that like a lot of times, most of the time, I think what keeps us from doing things is just that fear of failure or the fear of rejection. And it, it's why that, that thing that as a kid, I thought was stupid, but, but we have nothing to fear, but fear itself was at Churchill. You know, uh, fear can be crippling. And, and, and fear a lot of times can come from overthinking things and being afraid of judgment but this is where you know i kind of circle back to what we were talking about earlier learning to understand yourself and then accept yourself and then love yourself and so that means putting judgment away because again back to these these principles of duality you have acceptance on one side and you have judgment on the other right so if you choose the positive polarity option which we should always try to do uh, or at least in most cases, if we want progress in our lives, we should try to choose the positive polarity option because everything exists in one polarity or the other, positive or negative. So acceptance of yourself will then will then lead to your ability to accept other people, right? So if yes. I'm going to sit if I'm going to sit around judging other musicians and say, ah, he doesn't sing that well, or she doesn't sing that well, or she doesn't play guitar that well, they're not that good, then I'm going to think that other people are judging me. And that's, that's how you, you generate these negative spirals in your life is by choosing feelings like judgment instead of the positive polarity option on the other side of that spectrum, which is acceptance. So just learning to appreciate other musicians and learning to judge them less and, and find the, the positive in their 
skill sets and their talents and in their performances and, and all of that allowed me to go sit on a sidewalk and play eventually probably in front of, you know, 5,000 people that walked by and a lot of people would stop and listen and sing along or, you know, we'd laugh and we'd, you know, they'd introduce themselves and, you know, I met a ton of people, had a great time, but it was a huge step for me to accept myself and to overcome that fear that other people were going to be judging me. But that's, that's what we, that's what we have to do. Um, my next step is to go, uh, I've been wanting to do stand-up comedy for basically my whole life, but I've never had the balls to go do an open mic night. So, you know, that's kind of the next thing on the list I have to go do now, you know, but we've got to get out and do things that are, that are new and that are uncomfortable, especially if they're things that we've always wanted to do or things that are, that are healthy for us, which are obviously yes. the kinds of things that we should try to be doing. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad hearing you talk about basically working that creative energy, like just going out to the comedy show or, or, or grabbing a guitar, doing a little bit of strumming, doing a little bit of singing and dancing too, you know, really, really cutting loose. Like, I think that's, that is something that has really been removed from us. It's just having like authentic, organic fun. Like we were talking about it at the start, at the start of the show, uh, how social media just gives us these little open hits. Man, social media cannot com- can, it cannot compete with having like a quality conversation with somebody that you just met at like the gas station. Social media can't compete with just you know walking down the street and then figuring out, hey, this guy likes the same stuff as you. Wow. Social media can't compete with having a deep esoteric conversation with a 70-year-old and a 23-year-old at the gym. Like social media can't compete with that. And so when you're doing these things, you're going out there uh, breaking your your comfortability shell because that's very important. When you're doing that, you're 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 setting yourself free, really. In another way, like you're you're removing these little chains, these little hiccups that you put up on yourself, and you're saying, you know what, this isn't really as this isn't that. This can be whatever I want it to be, and so I'm yeah. going to make it better than better than what I think it is. Yeah, we need to, uh, you know, and this is sort of what what guided me that night to downtown Dallas was it, you know, we need to get out and have experiences. We need to go have experiences. Just think about what that what that simple that simple directive means and what it could mean. Go have experiences, like have experiences. I want I want to sell t-shirts that say have experiences because my, my option that night, you know, my girlfriend was out of town uh, for the weekend and it was a Saturday night. It was like nine o'clock at night. And I was just sitting on my couch watching Star Trek next generation. Like, and I I was, like, this. Well, yeah, it just hit me. And I was like, man, it's a Saturday night. I got shit to do. Like, I, but I was comfortable. This is like the, the microcosm of the entire macrocosm of not just my life, but everyone's life. I literally was comfortable. I was in my pajamas. I was I was sitting on my comfy couch. I was sitting in the air conditioning. Uh, I was probably drinking a sweet tea or something like that. Um, I had my 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 you know barefoot you know have my feet up and I'm watching TV. I got my dog with me and I mean I was the epitome maximum of com- chill maximum chill in place right could not be more comfy. Uh, just like a lot of times in life. We couldn't be more comfy. Well, it's hot here in Dallas right now. It's like 100 degrees at, at sundown. And so I'm like, man, you know, I got this voice calling to me saying, hey, you know, if, if you're going to go do something with yourself, this is the night that you have to do it. If you're going to go down here and go play music, 
you know, there's a reason that this thought entered your mind. There's a reason that this calling happened to pull on you today or, or, or tonight. If you don't do it, understand something, Adam. You're not doing it strictly because you'd rather be comfortable than face your fears and go have the informative experience. You're not committing to yourself. Yeah, you're, you're just outright choosing to be comfortable over, over having an experience. You're choosing comfort over growth because that is, again, that is the duality in place uh, in that area. It's comfort or it's growth. That's it. Why you got a man? Why you got to be like that? <laughs> you know, and uh, why, why you got to be speaking this truth to me, Jesus, you know? And so, you know, because of course, you know, Jesus is your higher self, right? Whether or not the historicity of the man's existence, that's not even part of it. But, but the Christ consciousness, the higher self, uh, you know, is what calls out to you and directs you in the directions of growth, in the positive polarity. The negative polarity is Satan, which is also called the accuser in the Bible. And what did we just talk about? The, yeah. the, the judgment is insecurity. is insecurity and accusation. All these lower vibrational um, thoughts and behavior patterns, they come from, from Satan, Saturn, Set, the accuser, Cronus, the lower vibrational entity also associated with the root chakra, which has to do with with fear and anxiety and alarm and survival and, you know, fear to take risks and all that associated with the same thing. So the higher self's calling out to me, telling me to go do a positive polarity action, which is certainly going to lead to growth. And the lower polarity is me sitting on my ass and on the couch going, man, I'm really comfortable. It's like 68 degrees in my house. It's 100 degrees out there. And I've got to drive. Not just that, but EJ, you know, I mean, I live an hour from downtown Dallas. You know, so it's nine o'clock. I've got to get dressed, you know, probably nine thirty by the time I stopped arguing with myself before the devil and the angel. <laughs> so <laughs> before the battle was determined, it was like nine thirty. And so I had to go get dressed. I had to leave, um, drive an hour to downtown Dallas. And then by the time I get there, it's like almost 11 p.m., you know, but, but I got out there. Time. That's prime time. But, you know, I got out there and I, I started playing music and, uh, immediately started having experiences. I started having experiences. And so, you know, get out and have an experience because with it, five minutes after I got there, a guy, a guy walks up and he's got some, some girls with him and, and, uh, and he's just got great energy, you know. And he walks up and he says, hey, man, play something for me to freestyle over. And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I got an acoustic guitar sitting on a street corner. I don't know if something you can freestyle over. And he just kind of makes a beat with his mouth. He goes, do this. So I'm, I just played a thing on my guitar and he's like all right that's good that's good so he listens for a second and then he starts freestyling and this guy was incredible he was just amazing right There's a lot of rappers in dallas but this guy was really really good and so we, we sat here and had this moment and he went for he went for three or four minutes or so and then when we got done he was like holy shit that was so cool and i was so impressed and and all that and they got it all on video and i said what's your name and he said it's adam no way no yeah. way yeah, that's what I said. I said, whatever. Adam's freestyling, making music. Yeah, and so Adam came and sat down five minutes after I got there, and he starts playing, he starts freestyling while I'm playing. And so he's like, yeah, my name's Adam. And he said, I just moved here from New Orleans, you know, which my girlfriend is from New Orleans. So there's was, was this synchronicity there. And uh, he said, man, a year and a half ago, I was a crack addict, and I was living on the street in New Orleans. And 
now I've been clean for a year and a half, and I got this great job over over at the Baylor Hospital in downtown Dallas. And you know, he just he found God in his own in his own version uh, of whatever that means, and and had, had lives his life to to uplift people and to make music and all this stuff. And we exchanged information. And of course, I made a post about this on on my Instagram. And then, um, and I'll just go ahead and tell this story because we're already in it. But about an hour later, around midnight or so, gunshots cracked out right across the street, like, I don't know, four, five, six gunshots. And everybody scatters. And this is like downtown Dallas or Deep Ellum area. So everybody scatters. And the, the street's empty out. And all these people are running. And I was like, holy shit, man. Like, I got to get up and, like, pack my guitar up and leave. I was really annoyed by it. And then... Five seconds after I stood up and started to pack my guitar up, I just stopped. And I said, no, 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 no. I wasn't You're not going to let fear. Yeah, I'm not going to let fear take the wheel and steer. I'm, 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 I'm the captain of my own soul. We're, I was not called to come to downtown Dallas to play music, have these experiences, and then get run off by, you know, by fear. And so I sat back down, and I was the only person on that street corner when the cops showed up. And I'm just sitting there playing Trevor Hall songs, you know, singing about love and unity. <laughs> and I thought, nobody's going to shoot the hippie on the corner in gym clothes playing Trevor Hall music. I'm the safest guy in Dallas at this particular moment. I was sure of it. And so people start coming back, and they're, they're scared. People are, like, walking back down. Because, you know, people are already mid-party at midnight, they're not going to stop just because some gunshots ring out. They're just going to leave, and they're going to try to come back and test the water and make sure it's okay. And But something told me to just stay there and play. And so as people came back, uh, I, I saw they were apprehensive. But as soon as they heard the music, you know, and I'm singing Good Rain by Trevor Hall, and, you know, and I'm uh, I'm playing playing Redemption Song by Bob Marley, and I'm playing music and songs of, of, of love and unity, people were stopping by, and they were like, man, did you hear those gunshots? And I was like, yeah, they were right over there. Cops were over there. No one got hurt, thank God, which is, I think, relevant to the, to the theme and the expression of the story. But I said, yeah, man, but they're not going to run me off. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not shooting at me. And somebody had to be here to play music for you all and let you know it was okay when you came back. And I, I said that to several different people, and everybody thought it was funny. And as soon as they heard my music, everybody relaxed. And everybody was okay, and they would just stand around and listen to me play. And you know, most of them had never heard some of these songs. And and uh, and people were just—they were talking to each other. They were making friends with each other, you know. And it was—it was such a beautiful experience. And if I would have just stayed comfortable instead of going and having an experience, I couldn't have grown. And I grew so much from that night. And because everything is connected in our, our minds and in our lives on that tree of life, everything is connected. And so having that experience, overcoming that fear, overcoming the comfort that it took for me to overcome at the beginning of the night to start the whole thing to begin with, that blossoms out. And just like in, 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 you know, within a tree, you know, uh, one drop of water goes through the roots and then it ends up in all the leaves, you know, everything is connected. And so, um, just overcoming that comfort and overcoming that fear to have an experience and to grow is seeping out into every other area of my life. You know, I'm legitimately looking forward to the next open mic night that I can get to, and I'm closer than I've ever been mentally to being able to face that because I went and had that experience. You know, and, I, and I'm definitely looking forward to the next opportunity I get to go out to Dallas. I'm not nervous in the least. I'm looking forward to it because I did it. You know, I climbed that mountain, and it's always easier to climb the second time you know, one of the things we've, we've just got to get this message out to, to everyone is to, to 
don't be comfortable because you can't grow. Don't be comfortable. Go have an experience. Go have experiences. Go meet people. Put yourself into situations where you can have experiences, and that's how you're going to grow, and that's how you're going to uh, start those, those, on those positive paths in your life. I just got this image of, of, of Adam the Bard, you know, at like downtown Alice, or downtown Dallas just strumming the guitar. You just got this image of you just like an anchor on a sidewalk and then just emitting these, 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 these frequencies, emitting like this music frequency, and the gunshots go off. Cue those, bang, bang. And then people disperse, but I, 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 I could legitimately see you getting a little uh, apprehensive. Should I leave? No, I'm not going to. And then still beginning to emit that, that frequency, that vibe of love, peace, harmony, and truth. And that's what's calling people. Yeah, you're, you're right. People are still drinking. They're wanting to have a good time. But you're right. It's that music that's calling them. It's, that, it's you being that anchor, being, emitting that, that, that spiritual energy, that peace. That's what's actually important, you see. Like that's a beautiful story because it just makes me think of just like the archetypal, typal, 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 you could engage the fear. It's very real. Or you can choose positivity. You can choose love. And that's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to make that tough call, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be rewarding because like you're saying, think about how many people you influenced in just that night. How many people felt safe just hearing a voice of somebody that they didn't even know because it was somebody that was operating from a place of compassion, love, peace, and harmony? And that's before in these days, but it, it, it's so beautiful to hear. Yeah, well, it, 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 I, I think so, you know, and that, I think that's why I was called to go do it. It wasn't just for my own growth, which my own growth from that one experience was, has been massive. And, and who knows what, what the ripple of impact will be, like pebbles on the pond, down the road in my life, right? But but also, like you said, it was an impact on the people who, you know, um, I think were inspired to see someone who didn't give in to the fear. And I, I know that every time we talk online, I think, and I say this a lot, um, there's only two forces in the universe, right? We're talking about the positive polarity and the negative polarity that exist within the, the hermetic uh, philosophy, um, which is sort of at the root of my, of my worldview, uh, my spiritual worldview. But love and fear. Love and fear are the only two forces in the universe. Lust and disgust, love and fear, positive, negative. But essentially it's love and fear in, in terms of how it applies to you know, the, the, the deepest roots of the human psyche. Love and fear are the two forces at work. And so if, if someone's going to fire off some gunshots and, and shoot them at an empty car and cause fear and panic amongst 5,000 people or however many people were there, just, the streets were packed. Somebody's got to be there to try to tip the scales for love, right? And I was the only person who was outfitted to do it in that moment because everybody else had every reason to panic. Everybody else came down there to, to enjoy their evening with their girlfriend or boyfriend or husband, wife, whatever. You know, they didn't come down there with some higher calling. I was the one person down there who, like, was just sitting on my couch and, you know, Jesus spoke to me and said, go play music. I, there was no one else who had any business sticking around and but think about that. That's the stages of commitment, like the stages of committing to yourself, right? Committing to the calling and then committing to the, the experiments or to the, to the experience and then committing to the environment. Like think about the stages of commitment to where you're having to say, I could look out for myself or I could look out for this. I could look out for this or I could look out for that. That's what I'm saying. Think about the stages of commitment saying, I'm going to commit to this experience. I'm going to commit to having a good time. I'm going to commit to myself and I'm going to commit to bringing back this good vibe and not letting it get disturbed. How many people have that level of mental fortitude? 
or, or, or spiritual strength. Well, I think that we can, we can teach more people that that strength exists, right? And I think that through yes. that story, you know, there were people that were impacted because, you know, I, 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 told, I told that story that night, you know, I told this story that night later because there were people that showed up that had no idea that there was gunshots earlier. It was on the news later. And some people that saw my Instagram post that are also here in Dallas, they saw it on the news, and they're like, man, I just saw this thing on the news, you know. I uh, saw your post that you made three days ago, and I saw this on the news. It's crazy that you were right there. Um, but, you know, a lot of people aren't even aware of that mode of thinking. And, again, this goes back to the fact that a lot of people live their lives in a distracted state. And when you're in a distracted state, which is a lower vibrational state than, than the mindful state, right, because it's all polarity, uh, then you're more subject to fear, right? Which is why the powers that be, whatever you think they are, have every reason to keep us distracted because we're more responsive to the lower vibrational root chakra, uh, reptilian brain, uh, demonic thought of fear, right? And that's how we stay. And so when I told that story later on, people came by and they, they didn't even know there was gunshots, right? An hour later, new people were showing up. And I told them that story and they were like, man, you, so you just stayed here and played music the whole time. <laughs> you know, like, what like, the hell? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And they said, weren't you scared? And I said, well, I got scared for a minute. But, you know, I, I really honestly was a little bit more aggravated because, I, you know, I didn't really feel as, I didn't feel <laughs> as much fear. I'm trying to play guitar here, please. Stop yeah. the <laughs> Well, you know, I'm like, I, I gave up Star Trek for this shit. I could be at home, you know. I could be sitting, in the store watching Star Trek right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> sitting with my dog on the couch watching Star Trek, and this guy's over here shooting up stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think I saw that inspire some people, or at least to, to it, 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 well, you put it, it revealed something. Yeah, and there were people that, that also, you know, and I wanted to say this, but this is one of the, the biggest, coolest things to me. I talk about the ripple of impact of, all, of our actions and thoughts and all that. Um, but there were people that stopped by that listened and talked, and then they were like, man, so how long have you been doing this? I said, well, tonight was my first night. <laughs> you know, I just, I've been playing <laughs> guitar for 25 years, but, like, tonight was the first time I just finally said, yeah, fuck it, you know, I'm just going to go downtown, and uh, I'm going to sit on the sidewalk and play music for people. And there was, like, three different people that when I said that, they just looked at me, and their eyes were just, like, glazed over, and they said, man, that's incredible. I, you know, I've, I, I've always wanted to do this, too, and I just, you know, I it's weird hearing you tell this story and I just happened to meet you down here tonight. Like, I think I'm going to do the same thing. I think, why, why don't I do the same thing? Why haven't I done the same thing? You're right, Adam. It's just because I was always afraid of, you know, what people would say, or I never wanted to really take the time to go have that experience because I was afraid what might happen from that experience. Or maybe they weren't even afraid, but it was unknown what would happen, right? And we sort of low-key fear the unknown, even if it doesn't give us conscious uh, levels of anxiety or fear, we're just like, eh, I don't know what's going to happen, so I'm more comfortable here, and I like comfort and, and certainty versus, you know, the potential of uncomfort that comes with uncertainty. And so, you know, just, again, that ripple of impact, when you have an experience, it gives you the ability to be, to be that lighthouse, you know, for, for, for the ships, you know, for the other people that are, that are coming in that are looking for the harbor, you know, be that lighthouse. But you can't be your lighthouse sitting on your couch watching Star Trek, you know? No, that's the, that's not inspirational. You know, everything you're talking about is, is, is passing off that inspirational energy and saying, you know what? <laughs> talk about a, talk about an opening shot, bro, pun intended. You know, you, th th this is your first night out there trying to str str strum guitar out there in public. 
this is going to be – I just think that's a funny way to start your whole career. First, <laughs> first night you're out there, gunshots. All right. I'm sticking around. This is this is where I need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can't, I obviously came to the right place. You're gonna be one. Of, you're gonna be that. Uh, you're gonna be the drummer that they send off into war, just you know, doing like the battle hymn. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> put me on the front line, man. Ah, oh, man, I'll follow you in the battle. But there's, there's, that's what it's about, though. You know, is being able to inspire other people through your, through other actions, and then recognizing that, and then, and, and trying to replicate it. You know, I had this thought like earlier this week is like being conscious is not inspira- is is not as inspirational as art or as inspirational as music or like creative things that 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 just make you want to do better and hearing you talk about that that's what people need to do they need to realize that they have this divine essence within them that we all have and it expresses itself differently and the minute that you you appreciate it you internalize it and then externalize it going through that process you begin to see it in everything else you begin to respect it and appreciate it and at the same time uh, want it you crave it you know it's like go ahead well yeah when i first started this um you know one of the first things i realized was you know i, I started i was sort of shown this this alchemical formula for transmuting what is into what could be and um i realized that that that, that formula of of affecting change um permeated uh into every level of our lives and one of the first things i saw in that was that if you have a creative gift you need to share it with people and the reason why at least as i saw it then the reason why was because those people will give you positive feedback and we take action for reward that's why human beings act if i'm sitting on the couch and i want to go get a glass of tea that glass of tea is my reward and that's what's going to inspire me to take action and whenever your confidence threshold and your interest in that thing that you're confident in, when those, both of those, 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 those scales get high enough, you'll take action. Confidence and interest are what together create action or inspire action. And so I said, you know, if, you're, if you have a creative gift, share it with, with people. And this is why it's important. I talk a lot about managing your tribe and building your tribe, maintaining your tribe, and having a tribe of positive people around you. And that can be people in... 3D that come over to your house and hang out and listen to you play guitar or listen to you sing or check out your artwork or whatever. Or it can be, you know, once you're, once you're, you're expressing your authentic self online, right, it's always difficult to, to find that, again, we're talking about self-identity. Once you find out who you are and you start authentically expressing yourself online, you're going to build an extended virtual tribe as well. And even though it's a virtual tribe, it's still real people who are attracted to the real work that you're doing, the real uh, creative efforts that you're putting forth, it's going to inspire you to do it more. And so that inspiration uh, feels good. That 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 you that's now your reward for doing a thing. I mean, if you, if you knew that you could go play some music, or in your case, uh, create some drawings, and then go just drive down the road 30 minutes and show off 20 of your drawings, and 100 people were going to be there, and you knew that at least half, 50 of those people we're going to be like, damn, EJ, that's a great drawing. I love this drawing. That's so awesome. That stuff feels good. And so it doesn't just feel good and create a reward that inspires action. It, also, it actually works on both action factors. It, it, it gives you a reward, but it also increases your confidence. And so the feedback loop that you get caught in becomes a positive one. And so it inspires more action because your interest in a thing is always going to increase 
as your confidence at doing that thing increases as well. And so you have this positive feedback loop. What I didn't realize back then that I, I realize now, especially after the other night, is it's not just you that stands to benefit from sharing your creative efforts. It's also yes. other people that are exposed to that. You know, the listeners may or may not know that when you came out here and we shot a two-day podcast marathon uh, at our studio, you left a couple of drawings for my kids hanging on the fridge. My kids were so impressed with those and so stoked about that that they, they've always liked drawing, but it wasn't something that they did constantly. But since that time, and your drawings are still hanging up on my fridge, the boys love them, um, the boys have drawn more since they got your pictures than they ever have before. So there's two people, two small, incredible little people that you inspired through your artwork who are now creating drawings. And, you know, in the case of, you know, uh, my 13-year-old, he, he's always been, you know, it's difficult for him to, to start doing a thing that he's not very good at like it is for most people. Um, and he's just like, man, I'm not good at drawing, and I don't, I don't want to draw because I'm not good at it, right? So again, he has an interest, but his confidence level is very low, and so his action output has always been low. But you, you inspired him through your drawings and your efforts and your, create, you know, your creation, and so he started drawing more. And I just encouraged him, and he kept drawing, and he kept drawing. Well, now he's better than he's ever been. He's, he's better than he ever thought he would be and so he draws more and more and more. His interest goes up as his confidence in the thing goes up, and that inspires more and more. Original action generates the original action generates the reward of progress. Progress becomes its own own reward, and it also spawns more confidence. And he gets more feedback, more positive feedback. And so it's this this interest action reward you know perpetuation thing that's going on, and. Uh, with more and more practice, it, it just gets it gets stronger and stronger. And that's how we take something that's an interest and turn it into a hobby. And then an interest plus time and action is a hobby. And then you take that hobby and you move it to a uh, you know to a, to a passion, right? And that's when you get really good at a thing and you get sufficiently good and confident at a thing that uh, your interest level gets so high that it's like you spend more and more and more time on it. And then you take a hobby uh, or a passion, and then eventually, um, if you keep that spiral going and keep yourself on the horse, it, it can become a livelihood. And this is the alchemical formula yes. that people can use to affect massive amounts of change in their lives. And again, you know, people who do this type of thing and then go through a job loss or some sort of chaotic cloud in their life, once you have that self-identity and once you're aware of your talents and once you've been exercising your creative potential, you can start really looking at um, destructive events in your life as some of the most liberating things that you could possibly have had happen. You know, hearing you talk about all that, I almost got like a tear up in my eye. I hope, I hope your kids continue their work, bro, because they are geniuses. They are the reinforcement that we need. Uh, and I'll keep sending them well, pictures. Thank you. If, if they need, I hope if for our flat earth listeners, I hope they're enjoying that globe. I sent you guys back. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, I've, I've got the globe up in the house, but I've been meaning to take it to the studio. We, uh, we've been working on JC and I have been working on content for the, for the, for the show. And, um, we actually haven't shot an in studio podcast in, in several months. We've, we've, we've traveled to California and done a podcast. We've done some other ones, but, 
we haven't been in studio doing them um, just because of the, the guests that we've had and the, um, you know, we've just been working on the, the, the platform, the production and the content format, but uh, the globe is going to go up in the studio. So um, be on the lookout for that with the next in studio podcast that we do, which should be here pretty soon. You guys have to understand that the, the quality of guests that Adam's having on, they're not regular day Instagram pages. Like these are, these are movers and shakers. These are people that are actually, that actually get the battle space that we're involved in really, really heady content. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, but I, I wanted to real quick with the time that we have, because everything you said there uh, was what we were talking about at the start of the transmission with, with what can people do to be, 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 uh, the interest plus time plus action and how that equals a hobby and how after a while this hobby could become a passion, which equals your livelihood. These are all different parts of you that you have to begin to develop. It's working that creative energy. It's looking deep within yourself, trying to pull that out and to express it with everybody else. And this is a very, very real thing. Uh, I, I, could show, <laughs> I could show you guys, if I could, drawings from high school where I would be taking notes, listening to stuff about the Spanish Inquisition, the Great Depression, and then if you look in the margins of the page, I have anime characters drawn. And that's a different discussion for a different day. Art has always been with me, but that's because it's a way for me to express myself. And that's what I think a lot of people suffer with is effective ways to express themselves, to get into the deeper, uh, the deeper human psyche as to who they are as an individual and then finding different ways to express it. Uh, so with the time that we have, I know we touched on a whole lot of stuff, but if we could, uh, you had mentioned between this week uh, archetypes and why that's important to look at those and how it's also important to shift them. You don't have to, as you said before at the start of, or throughout the transmission, you are not your thoughts, you're not your feelings. These archetypes are there, and you can mix and match them, but you don't have to stay, down to, uh, stay tied down to them. If you could, explain to the audience uh, things like archetypes and how they tie into the subconscious mind. Yeah, so with, with archetypes, what an archetype really is, well, I guess we can start with um, what makes an archetype. So uh, the, the human psyche, or not just our psyche, but our, our psycho-spiritual configuration, um, which is what I like to call it, because we tend to think of psyche just in terms of psychology or psychiatry, but really uh, in the Jungian sense, from sort of the Carl Jung school of thinking, which is actually... It's funny, the, the modern like psychiatric and psychological community refers to like Jungian philosophy and stuff, but it's, none of it was Carl Jung's thinking, right? This is stuff that really is hermetic philosophy and esoteric philosophy that, that discovered, um, discovered and, and adopted and adapted into uh, modern terminology for his time. And he was sort of the, the first sort of alchemist um, and, and psychologist that was doing that in, in, in his day. But this is really hermetic philosophy that's been, you know, um, modified for, for modern consumption. But uh, the, the human psycho-spiritual configuration is comprised of all of these different uh, character traits. We can just leave it at that, and different emotional states. Um, there's a lot of them. I think I, I've got, a, I've got a, a graph that I worked out a while back. It's like 17 or 18 scales of human emotion, right? It's like, like fear and, and uh, fear versus love and anger versus, you know, uh, joy or, or thankfulness, um, lust and disgust. There's all these different scales, right? And it's all polarity. And I, I usually use like a negative five and a plus five scale with a zero in the middle. But uh, if you think about what makes up the human mind, um, patience, tolerance. Are you patient? Are you tolerant? You know, or are you impatient? You know, um, 
are you greedy or are you giving, right? And, and, and there's 18 different scales that make up any one of us. So EJ, you've got you know 18 of these of these uh, sliders, like what you would like a slider knob, like you would have on a or a slider switch that you would put on an equalizer for a stereo system or something like that. And you have your own personal configuration, and maybe some of those some of those slider switches are in negative polarity places, or they could be on at least they could be more positive in some ways, or they could be more balanced in some ways. Um, but what an archetype is, like the archetype of the king, right, or the archetype of the warrior, or the archetype of the magician, or the archetype of the lover, or the sage, or whatever, an archetype is an image of a given psycho-spiritual configuration. So you take these 18 slider knobs and you move, you know, you move understanding all the way up. And you take love and move it all the way up. You take patience and you move it all the way up, right? And you do this across all of them. And if you move all of them all the way up, essentially, to the most positive states, you get the archetype of Christ. That's essentially what, what Jesus Christ was, whether he was a real historical figure or he's just, you know, like Captain America. He's a fictional creation for us to, to use as an ideal to strive for. Christ was the embodiment of ultimate love, ultimate understanding. So that is an archetype, right? But you have all these different archetypes, um, you know, and, and you can measure polarity on each one. So like the king, if you, if you take all the way negative, you know, he's a tyrant. If you take all the way positive, he's a weakling. So each person, this particularly these are the, the four Jungian archetypes of the mature masculine, um, a man can be a tyrant or he can be a weakling or he can be right in the middle. The warrior can either be a sadist, you know, someone who likes to cause a lot of problems uh, and hurt people, or it can be a masochist, you know, someone who beats themselves up and tortures themselves. The magician can be the detached manipulator, or it can be the denying innocent one, like the enabler who doesn't see any of the negative qualities. The lover can be the love addict, the addicted lover, or they can be the impotent lover who doesn't actually, you know, pay any attention or whatever. And so our, our goal is to to find, to balance the scales across the board in our psycho-spiritual configuration. And to do that, understanding archetypes is an extremely helpful tool because if we don't understand archetypes or you don't have some sort of model to use as a guide, um, it's almost like a, a template. Think of it like a character template is really what an archetype is. And uh, if you don't have a template to use, it's just like not having a recipe and having to cook uh, having to cook a, a dish, right? If you don't have a template or a recipe, you're kind of just flying by the seat of your pants. You're you're kind of roaming around in the dark, and, and, and the human character is a thing that's very complex, but it's not nearly as complex um, and impossible to understand as, uh, as, as, mo as, as pretty much everybody thinks it is, right? Like I said, we are not made up of infinitely interchangeable characteristics. We're made up of about 18 different characteristics, that's it, you know, and uh, I compiled that list from a number of, of books and websites, the American Psychological uh, uh, Academy and stuff like that, chiseled it down to 18. So if you can just understand what these 18 different scales of human emotion um, uh, you know, and mindsets are, and then you understand archetypes on top of that, it gives you a template for a thing to strive for. And then you can even go so far as to, twiddle those things a little bit more and invent your own archetype 
Um, and you can get as detailed as you want, you know. Uh, are you a person who likes to go outdoors and spend your time in nature? Or are you a person who likes to stay in the city all the time? So there's a slider knob there of, like, urban, urban, uh, you know, urban desires or, you know, urban enjoyment or urban lifestyle versus a naturalistic lifestyle. But that's, you know, that's a, another scale that you can blend into your archetype to make it your own. And so understanding the archetypes and how the different, you know, character traits that we have, just understanding that there is, there is a, a finite amount of these things to understand. There's a finite amount of moving parts that make up who we are. We are not just this amorphous blob of emotion and, and psychological traits. You know, and so why even bother looking for an answer? Why even bother looking for patterns? And then we have these negative you know, um, situations in our life or these, these problematic patterns that, that happen in our life. And we're like, oh, what in the world do I do? You know, what, what could possibly be causing these problems? And people walk around so confused and lost because they don't understand where the problems in their lives are coming from. But understanding the archetypes and understanding these 18 scales of human emotion, um, this is, is the roadmap to balance. And that's what that's, that's what it is. I like that. We're we're, we're definitely going to have to have you come back on to talk about these eighteen scales because that that is, as you say, the road to balance. Uh, with the time frame that we have now, just in a quick smattering, if you could, what archetype do you think they're trying to push us into today? They're not. Um, what they're trying to do is well, it's it, it's it's powerlessness and confusion, right? With, again, it's the state of distraction because. Look at this, you know, it's like if you think of a focused image uh, on a piece of paper, you know, a nice crystal clear image on a piece of paper, um, that's a focused image. And you take that image and, you know, blur the, blur the crap out of it where it's all blurry and you can't see where the edges are and you can't see what it's supposed to be. You, you, you totally lose sight of what that image is when it's super blurry. It's confusing. It's, it's amorphous. It has no definition. It has no identity. And that's what they're trying to do to, that's what the media, specifically what the media is trying to do, uh, is to confuse people about their self-identity and, and confuse people about the, the, their own nature, confuse people about their own purpose. And it's not just the media, it's, it's, it's also a product of the culture that we live in because we've become such a materialistically oriented culture that our values have become, um, you know, calibrated toward materialistic, uh, worldly artificial things instead of natural law. And natural law offers yes. us, just by spending time in nature and spending time understanding the way that plants and animals and the earth and, and geology and the oceans and the rivers and the trees and the stars and, and, and the moon cycles, just understanding uh, holistically, comprehensively, uh, the, the world is a giant, it's just a giant university of natural law and the more we detach ourselves from it and allow ourselves to be detached from it, the more we disconnect from it. And the more that we disconnect from uh, the clear, focused understanding of who we are, uh, whatever that is, uh, and what our purpose is and what our potential is. And we wander around lost and distracted and we wonder why we're unhappy and why we're depressed and why more people die of suicide than car accidents every year. Um, and, and that's, you know, that, that's sort of it. You know, we're, we're just being kept in the state of distraction and confusion. And uh, when, when you do that, it's difficult to focus because what do you focus on when you're distracted? I mean, what is there to focus on? When you don't know who you are, what do you focus on? You focus on whatever you're told to focus on, whatever culture tells you to, to focus on, whatever society tells you to focus on. And those things, again, are all dictated 
by media and self-perpetuated by culture itself. And no one really ever stops to ask, is this what really fulfills my soul? It's more about just, you know, taking on, again, you know, letting, letting fear take the wheel or letting uh, material gains take the wheel or whatever. So that's that. Spirituality is the highest form of evolution. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Adam Nix of Shamanic Philosophy and of the Wayfinder podcast. And you can understand now why, we're, why he's on today, why we've had him on in the past, and why he's going to be on in the future. Adam, my friend, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, man. You guys can catch the Wayfinder podcast on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, and then also on Instagram, just go search for Wayfinder podcast. Um, and then also Shamanic Philosophy is the, uh, the page title on Instagram, but you can find it with Wayfinder Podcast. So thank you guys for listening. EJ, thanks for having me on. God bless to everybody. I'm going to be putting the four-part eight-hour series that we did in the link in the description bar below, as well as the previous episodes as, and, and, and the links to all of your content. Uh, but final words before you go, what would you like to leave the audience with? There's only two forces in the world. It's love and fear. Every moment you make a decision for one or the other, and I just hope that everybody learns how to understand themselves, know themselves, and then moment to moment, always be aware of the, the decision that you make. And, you know, obviously, we want to choose love, and that's how we're going to leave the world better than we found it. Yes, sir. You stay safe out there, buddy. There you go. Will do, man. I appreciate you. Oh, every day, even more and more. More and more every day. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, Adam, of Shamanic Philosophy. Powerful, powerful, powerful person. Super cool, awesome dude. Like I said, all of his information in the description bar below, uh, so you guys can go get caught up. Like I said, the most recent ep- the, the most recent guests Adam's having on. Uh, if you're ready for like a hardcore cerebral trip down the rabbit hole, if you like this episode, definitely go check out uh, his most recent ones. You will like them because everything he's talking about is what's discussed in those and more. And really, guys, when we're putting all this stuff together, clearly, clearly, there's, clearly there's no notes here other than the ones I'm scribbling about everything that we're talking about. There's no notes here. There's no script. There's no articles. There's no posts. There's no videos. This is all coming from well-researched and, as we've talked about, experience, experiential uh, situations and so much more. But if people don't take the time to have these experiences, to go through these adversarial situations, to understand what's happening to them, how can they be revealed the truth that they deserve. How can they understand what's actually happening? And that's it. That's why I wanted to have Adam on to talk to you guys about these types of things. Cause you can hear me say it, but hearing it come from somebody else who experiences these, these things and practices, uh, these, these, these deep spiritual teachings, uh, these, these, these philosophical practices, however you'd like to look at them. These are real world things that you guys can do to implement change in your life yesterday this is the reason why we communicate to you the audience in the way that we do like this is why sometimes you guys hear us get a little bit frustrated with social media because it doesn't effectively convey the amount of energy and essence that we're trying to get to you guys there's a thousand different things going on but you're what's important and if you're not taking the time to ask yourself who you are who you're becoming and why you're going through the things that you're going through well then there's no purpose trust me gang there is a purpose Everything that you are going through is to create you into the person that you need to be. The future requires a better version of you tomorrow. And if you're not trying to figure that out yesterday, how can we start implementing those changes today? And that's all we're trying to do, gang. We're trying to tell you to look at yourself. Look at, look at your neighbor. Look at your environment. Look at your neighborhood. 
what can you do to make yourself better? Don't get mad at Donald Trump. Make America great again. Make yourself again. Make yourself great again so we can start making everything else great again. This isn't a plug for political stuff. This isn't a plug for any of these things. It's a real call to action to say, hey, what's going on? Do you know and are you trying to fix it? Because I can tell you, gang, we have the solutions and we, we are, while we might be the problem, we are also the solution. And if we don't start talking solutions, then they will begin to offer them. We have to learn the problem. Be aware of the issues that are, that, that, that are there, but simultaneously create that better tomorrow. And the only way we can do that is by refining ourselves. And that's why I wanted to have Adam on. So like I said, gang, I'll put all of his information in the description bar below so you can listen to the previous episodes that we've had on with him. Check out one of the four parts that we've done. Uh, we, we, we try to give you guys a, a plethora of content to really get the, the, the deep understanding of this. This isn't just hearsay. Take it from people who are actually practicing these things, who have gone through these experiences and are trying to help you. We're not going to give you sugar-coated, watered-down memes. We're going to tell you the truth to try to help you change because we, we, we all want to see that better part of you. And you've heard me talk about this with you as well, gang, that all I do is try to hope for the best in everybody. If they show us their worst, that's their choice. I hope to see the best because I know it's there. And everything we're doing is to try to get is, 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 is to try to get us to that better tomorrow. That's what we got, gang. And that's our guest, Adam Nix on the Wayfinder Podcast. Uh, but like I said, guys, I'll put all that and more in the description bar below so you can check it out. Go follow him on on Instagram. Subscribe to his YouTube. Uh, become a follower of his podcast. Tell him EJ sent you. And that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, and Adam Nix of the Wayfinder Podcast over here on Fellowship and Freedom, brought to you by On the Wake Up Radio. Out. See you next Sunday.
Oh, oh, oh. 